here, everybody. 2020. Woo! 2020. We made it. You know, just wanted to get to 2020. You did it. I did it. Yay. You know, when I was a kid, I thought we had flying cars by now. <laughs> Back to the future style. And yet, no, we're, we're still, close. We're still, we got that Tesla truck. We're still wearing denim shirts. Good point. Anyways, I hope you guys had a great New Year's Eve. I hope you didn't spend too much money. Uh, I hope uh, you didn't cry. Um, I, I hope it wasn't like the worst. Yeah. Anyways, if it was, it's fine. Yeah. New Year, same you. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby steps. Yeah. Anyways, the exciting news about this uh, New Year is we're only a few days away from finally watching Robbie Hayes. On Siesta Key. Oh, boy. My dreams. I never thought I'd be so excited about this. I'm surprised by how excited you are, to be honest. I, I'm, yes. I'm not a huge Robbie Hayes fan. I'm just going to put it out there. And you did I, come to my show, and I appreciate that. I uh, I don't think it's this is going to go well for him in a great way. Well, from the trailers, it's absolutely not going to Does go well. It, 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 it seems like it won't go well. He's No, there's a lot of crying, a lot of like, she's getting fooled by Robbie. And I'm not trying to age shame because, hey, I'm on the older side of things. Yeah. But Siesta Keys seems like it's like the older guy. Like Siesta Keys, a bunch of people who like just graduated college. Yeah. If that. Beautiful people. Really good looking young people. Yeah. But on the like they would make the young bachelor people seem like old people. <laughs> and then Rami's like showing up as the guy. Hey, guys. The, the old guy who's just like got invited to the party. But anyways, it's going to be fun to watch. I think he's going to give Alex a run for his money. Yes. Anyways, I'm really looking forward to it. So uh, dive in to the new season of Siesta Key on Tuesday, January 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern and Pacific on MTV. Check it out. I can uh, I can literally can't wait. We love to hate Robbie Hayes. We well I do. Not, not I don't want to speak for Rochelle. She she he did come to her show. <laughs> so well my New Year's got started off great because I'm still taking athletic greens. So no matter what happened on New Year's Eve last night. Didn't matter. I woke up, had some fresh start. very refreshing uh athletic greens. Got my vitamins, got my minerals, got my prebiotics, got my probiotics. I thought Everything. to myself while drinking it, what a great year so far. <laughs> Like, you know, this is like the best start to a year I've had ever. I Nick loves all of our sponsors, but he especially loves Athletic Greens. It's it's great. He so it's just powder that you mix in with water. It's super easy. They also have travel packs you can take with you, and you get it's made out of whole foods. It's made out of freeze dried fruits and vegetables, so that you're not losing that nutrients. I I uh, I can't say how awesome it is. It and really I, is, and great. I take it every single morning shavings make a pile people that's right whether you are taking steps towards a healthier lifestyle or you're an athlete pushing for better performance athletic greens takes the guesswork out of everyday good health why not just try it i mean it is the new year jump over to athleticgreens.com slash v-i-a-l-l and claim your special offer today 20 free travel packs valued at 79 dollars with your first purchase that's athleticgreens.com slash v-i-a-l-l well wells adams Really uh, helps us kick in the new year. What a gem. What a gem. Uh, he majored in radio. I was surprised by that. D is that common knowledge? Uh, I don't even know if majoring in radio in general is common knowledge. You can do that. 
right? Uh, yeah, broadcasting. broadcasting. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess. Yeah, I just never thought about it. Anyways, uh, if you're looking for something to do, obviously, uh, hopefully, thanks for tuning in. And uh, I think Wells and I will uh, just put New Year's into perspective. I don't know. Did we put it in perspective? I feel like we just had a fun, lighthearted conversation. Exactly. Yeah, just nurse year. that hangover gently. Nurse, n- nurse it gently. We. Uh... Anyways, I, I quite liked it. Yeah. I hope you do too. As always, thanks for listening. Happy New Year, guys. We do very much appreciate you tuning in. It's been a hell of a 2019. We hope 2020s even better. And uh, obviously a great time to once again, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Obviously we had a fantastic 2019, the Vile Files family, and you guys were a big part of it. So we do appreciate it. As always, happy new year to you all. Uh, love you. Keep uh, keep those goals strong for a couple more days before you give up on them all. <laughs> Anyways, uh, enjoy this episode. And uh, yeah, happy new year. Happy new year as well as Adam. Whoa. Whoa. You came in with a lot of energy. I was not ready <laughs> for it's that. It's new year's. I'm so excited for 2020, actually. Are you being sincere or facetious right now? I'm almost... Always facetious. Facetious? <laughs> That's you said it right. First, first, first. I just want to like say New Year's resolution yeah. number one. Uh-huh. Talk a little slower uh-huh. so my SHs <laughs> are slightly more enunciated. Yeah. I, Rochelle uh, got us uh, some champagne. What would we go with? Shandon. I just brought something someone brought to my house. Oh. Oh wow. That thing's about to go by itself. <laughs> We're no. I was about to be like, oh, that's, and then you can't say that anymore. <laughs> you can't say what? <laughs> Never. <laughs> what are you talking about? Twenty twenty. By the way, twenty nineteen flew by. Uh, I, yeah. Hold on. I can't hear me. Um, why do people always complain about the year we're in? Do you find that to be true? Because people are just negative in general, I suppose. Uh, we are recording this in full disclosure before yeah. New Year's Day in anticipation for New Year's Day because Wells will probably be on vacation with his lovely fiance. That's the radio magic, boys and girls. But I anticipate I, I anticipate <laughs> on the days between Christmas and New Year's a litany of tweets from people saying something to the effect of Oh, oh my God. So ready to say goodbye to 2019. Can't wait for 2020. Yeah. And those are the same people who next year will complain about 2020 and looking forward to 2021. Do you notice that? Is that just me? No, yeah. I think people are just negative in general. But here, we, you poured some champagne. So, Rochelle, do you want some? Do you want some champagne? Oh, I didn't get a cup for myself. Oh. It's fine. Cheers, you well, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, Year. New Year. 2019 is over. 2020 is it's, dude, the, what's weird about the whole thing, and I, I will go back to your point of like people are just negative and just going to bitch because that, it, that's what Twitter is for, I suppose. But the weird thing is, is that a, we've, we've ripped through a decade. That's, that's crazy true. to me. The decade's over. You, uh, we're relatively the same age. Yes. How do you feel about like birthdays and New Year's now that you're getting older? Are you still at that point in your life where... Uh, like you appreciate time passing because you get older, you get excited, and now you're at a point in your life where you're just like, fucking just, I don't want to 
age at all. I just want to stop right now. I'm in the prime of my life. Yeah. I physically feel pretty good. Like I'm not as, as athletic as I was when I was 22, I but I don't do need, it. I don't need to be that yeah. athletic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know a lot more. So like, just stop. Are no, you there? Yes, but okay. So like you and I are, I think, blessed though. We look a lot younger than we really are. And I yeah. it, like I think for the most part, a lot of people would be surprised to know how old we really are if they had never seen us on TV. It is a is it happens every. It's about episode. a ninety second discussion <laughs> yeah. on many episodes where the person isn't aware. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I get uh, carded. It's wild. Yeah, I know, right? Um, but but I, I know. Yeah, yeah, but, but but here's a weird thing, and not to get like, um, get into like astrophysics or whatever, but time is relative, right? So at the older you get the more that time flies by because your perception of time is now warped, right? Like when you're five years old, a year takes forever because that's one fifth of your life that's taking place, right? Couldn't agree more. So now when you're, but for me, I'm 35 years old. That's nothing. That's a, it's over. That year's over, you know? So it's like, I can't imagine when you're 80 years old, time must be just flying by. You blink and half your family's (laughs) dead. <laughs> you had a good year, though. I did, th- dude. Twenty nineteen, I killed twenty nineteen. Yeah, you did. I really did. Tell us why. I mean, you got engaged. So I got engaged that. to yeah, my beautiful fiance. Um, is it fiance or fiance? Fion- I like to fiance. <laughs> Do you introduce her as your fiance? I tell you what, the hardest thing about getting engaged, and well, you've been engaged. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have kind of okay. Yeah. It happened. Um, I've like, never planned a wedding. I have. I mean, I, we're you know, like we're starting that, but like, um, the hardest thing about getting engaged is remembering to say fiance and not girlfriend. And I would, I would say even vice versa for Sarah, saying fiance and not boyfriend, just because all of a sudden it's like this new word. It's also kind of fun to say, but yeah, twenty nineteen killed for me. I. I, yeah, we got engaged. What else happened, though? I don't know. Nothing else. Oh, I moved very, to L.A. Very sweet that you thought 19, 2019 killed, and it really comes down to your loving relationship. Yeah. Well, I also like left Nashville. No, no knock on Nashville. I loved living there and working there, but I had gotten to a point where I was like, there's nothing else for me to do here. You know, like... My girlfriend's out in Los Angeles. It's, my fiance is out in Los Angeles. It's time for me to go experience life over there. And so that was, just a lot of things changed and a lot of cha- things changed for the better. How was your 2019? It was, it was fantastic. Well, let's stick on you for a second because I have a question before we get, get to, to get me. Out of it. Yeah, you did. did. <laughs> Do you feel that way hearing you talk is, because I remember when you lived in Nashville and I was like, well, why don't you move to LA? And you were like, yeah, I mean, I've thought about it. And you kind of did this whole thing. Do you feel like in addition to getting engaged to Sarah, uh, really good about it because it all kind of worked out and not that you really doubted it would, but I think anytime in our lives we, we make a big jump or you, I mean, you know, you and Sarah had been dating long enough, but Oh, we're gonna live together. Is this gonna work? Am I? Can I really make LA work? I'm I, I'm living large in Nashville. Yeah. It was a risk, and here you come and you move and you settle in. And you're like, you know what? I took that risk. 
it all feels great and onward and upward. And I still like, there's more to come for me as opposed to like regretting moving to LA. And does that feel very kind of fulfilling in that regard? Is that, I mean, is that where kind of that excitement comes from? Well, just to be clear, I didn't move to LA because of Sarah. That was a decision I had made beforehand. But that's what I mean. Kind yeah. of like the, no, no, all of it. No, for sure. Like my whole thing was I'm going to spend 10 years in Nashville if I'm not married with kids and have roots in Nashville that I'm going to go experience something else. My contract with iHeart expired effectively after 11 years. There was nothing that I, I was able to do as much radio as I wanted in Nashville. And that was wonderful. But like the, the TV opportunities really only was CMT for me to work at. And that was the one format in radio country music was one that I didn't do. So it was like, it makes the most sense for me to go back to California. I'm from this state. It made the most sense for me to go back to California um, but I will say it was scary because one, it's m much more expensive to live here. Mm -hmm. You know, I owned a house in Nashville. Like I, I knew everyone there. Um, so, so I see what you're saying and I would say, yes, like I think the reason why 2019 felt really good is because I did take a risk coming out here. Everyone's trying to do what we're doing out here, you know, like the entertainment industry. And I do feel like it was successful. So I feel like it was a win. For yeah, sure. Yeah. Right? I mean, I could, yeah. I felt like hearing you talk, it's anytime I moved to a city, it was always like, can I really do this? Is this like the worst idea yeah. of all time? Like, yeah. and you, and, and, you know, moving to a bigger city, especially if you're from a smaller town, a lot of people move back, you know, for all the reasons like making friends is harder as you get older and you know, maybe the job didn't work out the way you had hoped. And so, to feel like you, uh, uh, it worked out for you as a, as a personal, if it's a feel good thing. So yeah. I don't know. And I also think, feel like it's, it doesn't always work out for everyone, but we kind of psych ourselves out about making uh, big risks or feeling like it's a big risk, but that's not always as big as sometimes we get, we see like ourselves out to be. Yeah. I think everyone also does the thing of when's it going to work out? When's it going to happen? When am I going to make it? That type of thing. And you're never the problem with goals and success is that you're never going to reach what you want to, because as you continue to like take steps forward in your career or your personal life, then your goals get augmented a little bit to a little loftier and, 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 and it happens naturally. You don't even know what's happening. And so you're always trying to chase and attain this thing that's not really realistic you know i i know i mean but my personality is such that i mean it's a blessing and a curse i never feel satisfied yeah uh i would say that's the common denominator for a lot of really successful people I, I always find a way to feel like i'm not doing enough yeah and uh, i again i'm thankful for that because it keeps me motivated yeah. but i sometimes wish i could just Relax. Relax. Yeah. And, and chill out. Well, maybe 2020 is that year for you where you can just chill. Maybe. Gratitude I mean, practice. Pardon me? You could practice gratitude in the mornings. Yeah. I yeah, I could probably do a better job of that. I've taken a few moments. I mean, I know I, 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 I don't, I certainly am aware. Like I am, I constantly am thankful and grateful. Uh, I was lecturing my, my, my parents over Thanksgiving about like, we're a really fucking lucky family, yeah. you know, like, you know, sometimes it's just easy to get in our own way and thoughts and feeling like it's not enough or little things that we don't want or uh, wishing certain things were different, 
You know, every family has that. Every parent has that about their kids. Every kid has it about their parents. Every person has it about their job. But when you sit back, our good friend Alon kind of reminded me of this. It's just like, we're all, I mean, our, our Americans are generally pretty lucky. And yeah. I know our family, health-wise, my parents are still in a loving relationship. But there's just so much that we have to be grateful for. We just need to be careful how much we complain. Yeah. And you also need to like know your audience too. Like you, you can't be complaining about your life in front of people who have things not going as well. You know, yeah. That, it, that's a hard thing to remember to do. And it's interesting because also perspective. Like my parents, for example, my parents are ki- f- parents of a, eleven kids. Yeah. Right? Uh, they started having kids in the early twenties. They've literally sacrificed so much of their personal lives for their children. They, yeah. they truly have. Uh, to the to the point where now as they're older, they're kind of projecting a little bit of like missing out on some of the things that for them personally. You know, my mom was a stay at home mom and, and busted her ass uh, you know, taking care of us kids. Eleven kids. Eleven kids. Now she's working uh, a little bit, but like she, I think she always personally felt like she could accomplish more, uh, wanting more excitement. And again, sometimes I talk about my mom saying like, "Here I am in my life," you know. Uh, very arguably selfish life. I've done a lot of interesting and crazy things and I've met a lot of cool people. And I look at my parents and often very envious of the family that they've created and what they've had. And I don't have that yet, I hope too. And it's just like, you know, you just, it's very easy to have what you don't, it's very easy to want what you don't have. Yeah, it's it's like grass is greener type. 100%. And so. Yeah, and I also think that that, that is our generation. The millennial generation is very much like do what you want to do, attack your goals, and get married. You know, I mean, I think I'm Sarah and I are actually like the uh, perfect example of this. I'm going to be 36 when I get married. You know, like we're probably not going to start thinking about kids until I'm like in my 40s, which is crazy. You guys like, are waiting. You like you've discussed that. I would assume that, like, you know. Well, the the conversation that you have with a lot of people is they're like, enjoy being married for a couple of years, yeah. you know? But So, and you're like, yeah, okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. So you don't feel um, any pressure to... I I don't. You don't? Okay. I want, I'm, I'm similar to you, but like not to the extent. I'm the youngest of five kids, so I came from a really big family too. So like I, I have nine nieces and nephews and like, so I want family as well. But when you start doing the math, it's like, okay, I'm going to be 36 when we get married. And then we're going to have a couple of years, you know, of like enjoying the honeymoon experience mm-hmm. and, you know, like working on our careers. You start thinking about it, I'm going to be 40 by the time like all that stuff happens, which is totally fine. But that's where we are like as a generation, I think. Like millennials, that's what, we, what are, we're yeah. doing. Unless you're not on The Bachelor, you're getting married later in life. But yeah. not, they've skewed younger. We're like, if you're 19, <laughs> you're getting engaged now. Uh, Even, but if you're on the bachelor, you're gonna getting you're getting engaged early. You might not be getting married. Early. That is, yeah, that's true. Sorry, but I also yes, I also had a, a, a great 2019. I'm very professionally. I felt like I've accomplished a lot and very grateful for what you know this show has become. And uh, we just kind of started on the fly, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I wanted to congratulate you. I saw recently that you were like number eight on the was it washington post like best well, it was the eight associated press oh the ap which got syndicated better. kind yeah. of all over and the washington post uh selected that one so thank you wells that's amazing i've been doing this 
fucking job since I was 16 <laughs> years old. Did you get old. jealous when you saw? I mean, a little. I mean, like, Jesus Christ, this guy just like fell into it last means week. means a lot that <laughs> Wells is jealous. I understand. Of this I understand. This asshole comes in here. Um, no, I'm really, I'm really, I, I've actually, I remember you were talking about, you, I think you asked me years ago, you're like, I, I don't know, well, should I do this or should I not do this? And I was like, dude, do it. You, everyone should every if you have a platform, you should you should go and do it. And I, so I started listening in the beginning, being like, all right, I want to judge you a little bit. And I got to say, like, the show is really, really good. You have uh, an amazing perspective and really good tone. And you have a good guest. Like, it's a great show. You've done a really good job with it. So I'm proud of you, man. I appreciate that. And, you know, Rochelle has uh, done a, a great job helping produce the show. And it's a team effort. Cast Media yeah. also um, are, are great friends who uh, help produce this show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. And then Natural Habits has really taken off. So for me personally, it's really like I feel for the first time in my life, I'm doing things professionally that I have a passion for and that I am proud of. Like I've been fortunate in my life, in a previous life, I had some great jobs, but it was, they were jobs. Yeah. You know, I was lucky to have them. I was making great money, but it was like, do I want to sling software for corporate America my whole life? And you always feel like you, you want something and you know, I don't know where this is going to go and, and, but I'm doing something I'm really proud of, and that that feels really good. Yeah. yeah. And at the beginning of the year, I think you had maybe some like pent up, or like there's that insecurity of like I'm a bachelor person, but I don't want to be like a bachelor person. Like I'm more than that, and I think you've let some of that go. Yeah, a little bit. And I year. think there's also just an anxiety of that we all kind of feel. Uh, you might be a little bit different because you were in the entertainment business before you were on The Bachelor and where I was selling software. And so I, I'm always forward thinking. So it's like, like, this is great and I'm making great money now, but I need a, like a plan, right? Yeah. Like I need to figure out what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm looking at, I'm, I've been working on my acting skills, but like who, who the fuck knows about that, right? Like really talented actors never get a break. Yeah. Uh, so for me, that's a passion project. That's not my retirement plan, so to speak. And so... Yeah, just kind of figuring out um, uh, what you're doing. And yeah, 2019 for me was very much, I'm now doing things that I hope to be able to do for a while now. And now I can, I feel like I have a, like a sustainable uh, thing going that I can hopefully continue to build. And so that that is something I'm very thankful for and very be proud of 2019. Yeah. I also think for you, like now that like this is kind of taking off and other things are taking off, it's easier to lean back into the bachelor thing yes. because then it's like, yeah, it's something I did and whatever. It's fine. Like, you know, I have all these other things. It's when you don't have anything else going on that you feel really like sleazy about always talking about the bachelor. Yeah. There's, there's, it's a constant juggling act of like, like, yeah, you're. I lean into it all the time because I think great it's great about but it. But I think it's hilarious. Like, yeah, it was a crazy, weird experience. It was funny for me. Like, and now I get to like continue to do it as a bartender on the show. But, um, but anyway, so I'm, I'm happy for you. This show's great, and I've I've been complaining to you about wanting to be on it for a while. So thank you for letting me come on and drink champagne with you today. <laughs> you never complained about coming on. <laughs> Such a bullshit. <laughs> uh, New Year's in general for people. Do you think people kind of how I began the show, like it's great to have these moments of uh, reflection and be thankful and setting goals, but 
there's always that big question of what the fuck do we wait to this point of every year to to do that okay i will tell you so like you know how like the big thing is is weight loss right yeah like <laughs> really? I know. And, 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 it's always weight loss it's always weight loss and you know and it's like all right this is it's, we're gonna do it you know like if you like i remember working in radio a lot and there would be um there would be a big uptick in uh, gym advertisements around the end of the year because inevitably everyone's going to try to join a gym. Uh, or no, sorry, the, the the big uptick would be the gym advertisements like a month after the new year because there's a big uptick right beforehand and then everyone stops going and then, you know. Then they eat then, over. Yeah. Overeat, yeah. The overeat. Well, it's, no, 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 no. You don't no, do anything during the holiday. No, no, no. That's, <laughs> not, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying everyone right on New Year's Day, they yeah. start working out okay. and then like February third comes along and no one's in those gyms anymore everyone's given up the the thing right yeah, yeah they, they they go in the gym they bust their ass they can't move on yeah. the second <laughs> what's they it? haven't worked out in six months that's the thing they we, go balls to the walls like the holidays destroy you in calorie count you know yeah. like yeah because if you're not from like a warm weather climate you go home like I go home to Wisconsin and I live in a cave for four days and just eat. It's like 10 degrees outside. All my friends are at their family's house. There's literally nothing to fucking do. Yeah. You can maybe go see a movie. And what do you do in a movie? It's just like, well, I guess I'll get dots and milk duds. Yeah. Like, I don't really want them, but ugh, I'm here. And you emerge from your cave like, oh, my God, there's sun. And also, like, because it's cold and shitty. Uh, it's dark at five. It gets dark, so you're sleeping way too much. But it's also cold, so you're wearing, like, really fluffy clothing. So people can't tell that you've really, like, let yourself go. I mean, like, I think it's just it's a it's a like a convergence of just terrible decisions that af after, you know, Christmas is over, you're like, oh, my God, look at what I've done to myself. I really do. I need to work on this, you know? So I think that is part of it. And then there's a reason for it. It's like new year, new me, whatever that stupid thing is, you know? <laughs> new year, new me. Nah, you're still like literally the same. Maybe yeah. worse. I don't know. You're much worse. You're probably poor having wasted all your money on a New Year's Eve party. You definitely had less fun than last, last Friday. Uh. Can we talk about the racket that is the New Year's Eve party? It's right up there with weddings. I would say it's worse than weddings. Okay, so like, let's go through it. So I don't know. If you, I don't know. If, I'm sure you've done these like way back in the day where it's like all you can drink. Yes, yes. So you pay like five hundred dollars or whatever it is, and you get dressed up, unlimited food and drinks, and, and it's like DJ Blazer's gonna yeah. be there, and you're like, I never fucking heard of that. The guy, hottest club in town. Yeah. and then like they do this great sizzle, and you're like, that's a party I definitely yeah. want to be at. I and definitely <laughs> want to be at this party. There's hot chicks in this promo. Oh, you're like. Yeah. I'm going to meet my wife. It's yeah. going to be great. I'm going to, I might make out with five hot chicks tonight. And then you get there and you're just in line for drinks yeah. all night. That's they, all you do. Because uh, there's three the bartenders. Mm -hmm. uh, it is an open bar, but they have a finite number of alcohol. It taps out at about 1130. To your point, you've waited in line all night long. Yep. Uh, you've gotten four drinks. Mm -hmm. uh, unless you showed up really early and you rip a bunch of shots. The unlimited food that's there is like a totally fine buffet. That's the equivalent of like a Ponderosa quality. Yep. Um, Are yeah. there hot chicks? No. 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 Because you know, there might be a hot chick, but yeah, all the hot chicks that show up right behind, you're like, ooh, hot chick. And then five seconds later, her boyfriend <laughs> yep. rolls up behind her and comes up and like, hey, baby. And you're yep. just like, and you're like, why are you guys even here? 
<laughs> you don't need this, you know? And then you spend, and then at like 10, 30, 10, 45, 11 o'clock rolls around. And that last hour, you're pretty much just pissed off because you're not as drunk as you want to be. You no. haven't made out with the person you want to make out. And you just start thinking about all the money you spent mm. and how much fun you're not having. Sad. Over expectation. And then it becomes an allegory for your entire year. You start <laughs> getting super introspective being like, Spire. not only did 2019 suck, okay. but the end of 2019 was just like the entire year. Yeah. Uh. I'm doing the same thing. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> like, oh my God. And then you start crying in the corner. And this is men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's so true. I've been to those those parties so many times and it's just the worst. Have, let me ask you this. Have you done have you done uh New York on New I Year's? I haven't. You haven't? I really want to, but I hear kind of the same thing from um You mean Times Square, like go see the ball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I insane. I have I wanna and we talked about this before we started recording. I want to work because yeah. I'd rather just like be able to experience a, a New Year's atmosphere. Yeah. Well, have something to do with no expectations other than having to work and maybe make a little money. Yeah. Yeah. If you if you come out in the black after New Year's. That's a win. That is a huge win. Ritual. Ritual. Ooh, I'm loving this one. Yeah, I've been taking it. It's um, easy to take capsules. So it's vitamins and you just take two and it fills in the gaps for all the nutrients that we're missing during the day. So like, even if you eat salads and you know, you try really hard, you're still missing stuff. And when you say we, you mean women, women, <laughs> this is one of those uh, friends of show that I, uh, super envious of. Exactly. Because it's designed just for women. Cause we are different. Yeah. But so if you want to get your omega threes in, you want to get your D threes, this is the best way to do it. They have these capsules that make you not get nauseous when you take it, which is why a lot of times I end up not taking other vitamins because yeah. I just, they make me feel gross. Yeah. And they also have like a minty taste to them. Yeah. So it's like, well, as you know, better health doesn't happen all in one night. <laughs> Shavings make a pile. Yep. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off during your first three months. So, all you women out there, fill in the gaps in your diet with Essential for Women, a small step that helps support a healthy foundation to your body. Visit ritual.com slash V-I-A-L to start your ritual today. And what better day to start than the first of the year? That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash V-I-A-L-L. Best fiends. Listen, you're probably uh, not feeling, there's a good chance you're not feeling awesome There's a today. good chance. There's a good chance. There's a good chance you're not feeling awesome today. Exercise your brain, lie on the couch, play some best fiends. Our favorite mobile game, free download. I'm showing the camera right now. It's so cute. You got your cute characters. You get your brain games. I mean, that's why I love it. It's also very entertaining, and you play it a lot, but I always feel productive every, every time I play. Right, because it's actually good for your brain, but the bugs are so cute, <laughs> and like, you but, help- But it's cute. But the bugs, and you help them evolve, and that's what I like. I'm like, I need to see them grow. It, it's uh, great. Everyone's loving it. My friends are all uh, on the best friends uh, train, if you will. Nice. Uh, they are exercising the crap out of their brains, and we all need to make sure we get a little smarter. So, you know, every every week where your phone sometimes lets you know how, uh, how often you've been on your phone. Yeah. I feel better now because I'm playing. I'm like, <laughs> well, most of that's Best Fiends. <laughs> Engage your brain with fun puzzles and collect tons of cute characters. Trust me, with over 100 million downloads, this five-star rated mobile puzzle game is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's Best Friends without the R. Best Fiends. 
What's the? I'm trying to think. What's the best New Year's kiss, Eve or kiss that you've ever had? Um, a couple years back, Sarah and I went to this place in Mexico that actually I'm at. I'm hoping I'm at right now. <laughs> we haven't. We haven't really <laughs> ironed out all the details. Is that where you got engaged? No, we got engaged in Fiji. Oh. Um, but there's this place in Mexico that is dope and. We, you know, it's like one of those like all inclusive resorts that you go to and, um, and they always have like a, there's always like, we're having the band play it, you know, on the beach tonight. Come on down folks. It's like always like every single night. And for whatever reason, this one particular new year's Eve, we got super wasted. And, um, I remember, making out and someone we had like we'd like made friends at the bar and we were like take our picture as much as you can when this is happening and that there are fireworks happening above us it was like very wow. like we were like the next morning like oh my god look at these pictures we were so wasted but we looked <laughs> so good and like so tan you know that was my best do you have a do you have one not really no <laughs> okay i'm sorry <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to think like I've had some good ones, but yeah. I don't have that one. That's that was really great. Yeah, I, I the ones that come to mind, quite honestly, are always the ones where I didn't expect to. There was a there was a New Year's Eve that I had that was uh, like two months removed from my first engagement that didn't go well, that she had cheated on me. And then she basically immediately started dating her soon to be husband. That's no. But like your he, fiance cheated on you. Yeah, I didn't know, realize. That. Uh, we we were, it was again like this before we, the show. Yes, I was oh. twenty eight. Okay, um, she ended up dating a club owner, and like Milwaukee's small, and I was part of the whole like social scene. So it was it felt like club high, owner in Milwaukee. Yeah, Yikes. right. You can only imagine the God. nightmare he. No, he actually is a fine guy, but. Um, <laughs> And so there, I had a lot of anxiety of like, do I even want to go out? I, my my instinct was to hibernate and not deal with it. And like my, he owned a, a popular bar slash club uh, that a lot of my friends wanted to go to, and I was just like, I don't, you know, I don't want to do this. And then I ended up going out. We ended up not going there, and I had a really great time. And one of those things because I really. Uh, even like waking up New Year's Eve was like I I wasn't sure if I was gonna go out and I was really deciding and I decided to like just man up and just stop being a baby about it and stop feeling sorry for myself and you know and so I had the lowest of expectations That's and I had key. like a totally fine night it wasn't wild or crazy um, I had a friend who like we kissed and she's beautiful and we just never really connected but like. You know, I had a nice like moment with her and, you know, it was like fine, but I wasn't like over, like I wasn't over the past relationship. So I didn't really, I couldn't enjoy it, but it was just all around kind of totally fun night. Nice. And so I think about that. And so, and then like that time of my life, and then I had a girlfriend the next year and, and, uh, you know, I was with like, that's when you're the time of your life where your friends are, they're all in relationships, but no one's married yet. No one has kids. You're all kind of having fun. And it was a we had a good group of friends, and so that was, it was easy to have fun with your group of friends, and those, those were nice, but there were nothing really special. And then like, 
we were in Milwaukee, so and we knew enough of people where we weren't have to. We didn't have to blow five hundred dollars. We weren't trying to go to Chicago to live it up, and because I had done that, where it's just like you're in Milwaukee, we're gonna go to Chicago for this New Year's Eve, and you drop. That's when you, yep. you're the Milwaukeean who doesn't know anything about Chicago. You don't know anyone. You pay for the privilege to say you were in Chicago, yeah. no. um, and you drop like three hundred dollars for three drinks and. So the moral of this story, boys and girls, is to really lower your expectations. Seriously. I really, I, I, I firmly believe that about birthdays and New Year's Eve. Yeah. Uh, because you, especially birthdays, birthdays are harder because it's a day that's about you. Yeah. It's such a narcissistic day. And it's such a day where you're just like, well, I don't care about my birthday. I don't want to get older. Like, I don't even want when people to wish me a happy birthday. Yeah. But like, it's like one o'clock in the afternoon. You're like, why doesn't anyone wish me a happy birthday? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why? yeah. It's just like, it's so hard, even if you have perspective to like, not feel like you're supposed to get this extra validation. And then it's, it's just very easy to feel disappointed on your birthday because you've, everyone's telling you you're supposed to feel special. Yeah. So if you don't feel special, then... And, and then New Year's Eve is like this day where everyone feels like it's supposed to be a special day, but everyone's trying to have the most special day ever. There's almost, there's only so much special to go around. I know. And it's the Earth's birthday on New Year's Eve, right? And Earth's like, no one gives a shit about me. All you guys want to do is make out Wait, with each what, other. Wait, what do you mean it's the Earth's birthday? Is it? I guess. Isn't sure. it? What do you mean? Well, because it, it represents like a full year around the sun, oh, which is what our birthdays are, I've never are, thought right? of it like that. That's an interesting perspective. <laughs> I've also drunk on Shandon right now. So. You did strangely eat, drink that whole glass. Good yeah. for you, Well, I mean, I, don't, I thought it's New not Year's. I thought we were in the trust tree. In the Do nest. you like champagne? No, but I like alcohol. So, <laughs> <laughs> wait, what about you? Do you have a, a like a best? Well, my New Year? friend. So I have a friend who has cystic fibrosis, and he's like the coolest person I know. You really, you're gonna do this to us? No, no. But you're I'm starting you, off with you're gonna have the best well, story. The ever. List, no, no, it's not the best story ever. But the listeners know, like Nick raised a lot of money for CF because my sister has it. But Rochelle like, raised a lot of uh, money for cystic fibrosis. I just said, sure, we can use. You do a lot. He does a lot. But anyway, this it's so crazy, like, because he was born and they were like, you might not live very long, basically. Yeah. So he's like, no, I'm serious. <laughs> I, I know. It's a it's, crazy way to approach a, life. So totally. he like does the he has the coolest life. He does the most amazing things. And he throws this like New Year's party that's every year. It's insane. Like you don't have to wait in line for drinks. There's tons of alcohol in cool places. I fall in love every year. <laughs> I, I've gotten to know. Where this. is this party? It's downtown. You're welcome to come. <laughs> I've gotten to know the cystic fibrosis, fibrosis. fibrosis community yeah. a little bit through Rochelle. And into that regard, truly is, well, it's a lot of things and sad, and, and but it's wild and, and fascinating to the perspective they have on life simply because they are told at such an early age that they should expect a shorter life. And their, yeah. their, their mentality is, they, I mean, it is. It's. It's wild, and so you, we probably can learn a lot from those people. Uh, but yes, they they seem to appreciate life much more than the Al average. Person. Although the guy last year, he was like, "I chose you because you were the only one wearing glasses at the New Year's party." I was like, what does "Maybe that you mean? didn't need to say that." But what does that? Mean? I don't know what that means. You know what that meant? You know what that was? What sucks for you to hear? Because well, knowing you, you're getting your whole head about it, <laughs> whatever. But that's just a guy. Being awkward, not knowing what to say or do, yeah, and he doesn't want to feel like he, and so it's a little neg. It's a neg. Oh, it worked. Did yeah. it? Did work? Did work? Yeah. 
But he, that's not why he picked you. <laughs> he, it was a total nag. Uh, I'm trying to find those pictures of you and Sarah when you were drunk on New Year's. I know. I li- th- just a giant TV of just pictures of Sarah. And I, God, there's so many of, of paparazzi photos where we, I just look wasted, by the way. No, it's, no, that one I don't look. You look like there. Orlando Bloom. Oh, thank you. Um, no, it's on my Instagram. We posted on our Instagram. I remember my caption. Uh, my caption was two Americans who literally Americant, which I felt was a good one. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> yeah. What so are, what, what are your goals? For for 2020? Yeah. Okay. Do you believe in goal setting like that? I mean... I mean, I, I like the idea of a clean slate and... I do like the idea of like self-betterment. Um, I've never been able to do a resolution though. Like I've never been able to finish it. Same with like Lent. I've never been able to get through Lent without. <laughs> really? Never. That's only 40 days. I know. I don't think I've gone a week. I've done that. Have you? Yeah. I gave up soda for a year twice. Soda? Soda. <laughs> <laughs> From Milwaukee. Soda. Um Okay, so I tell you, the one I do, I want to do last year and I didn't do, but I still like this idea and I want to do it. I want to learn the piano. Ooh, that, oh, that's bold. And that's tough at 35. Like, you know, like that's a, that's a, th- a seven year old can do. You really got to follow, you really got to be dedicated yeah. and willing to be discouraged. But like, so, but hear me out, guys. Okay. Oh, yeah. That'll be sexy. But exactly. But that's not the point. Oh. What I want is have you ever been at a party and there's a piano? No. And there, it, it, there's two ways this party goes. You want to be no. Bill Murray from Groundhog's Day. That's what you want to be. I see it, and no. trust me, me too. But that's that's your yes, no, yes, 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 yes. That's what you want. Yes, or or Chevy Chase from um, yeah, Caddyshack from Caddyshack. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's what you. I, yes, I know exactly what you want. And yes, it'd be totally cool. And yes, just, I've had these fantasies. Really, but I, you have one hundred percent. But like, have you ever been to a party where there's a piano? There's two ways this goes. There's there's a piano and someone can play it and then it's the best party ever because everyone starts singing Billy Joel songs. You know, like it's the greatest yeah. or Elton John songs or no one can play it and then someone tries to do it and you're like, oh God, I can't, I can't do this. And then it's like the worst thing that's ever happened. But it's got to be so accidental because you don't want to be the pretentious guy who knows he's good and he's like pretty good. Yeah. But he's not like... Elton John good. Yeah. And he yeah. goes in there and he's expecting everyone to sing along uh-huh. and everyone's like, all right, man, like this is not a piano bar. Yeah. Uh, it's a fine line. But I do think it's a great goal. But I, I <laughs> you know, you say that though, but like if you were at that party, okay, I, actually I can see you in the corner being like, this guy, I can't stand. But I can also see you and you being like, play Tiny Dancer again, dude. I could. Well, if I'm ways. being totally honest, <laughs> if you learned the piano and you became Bill Murray from Groundhog's Day, I would be such a jealous little bitch <laughs> in the corner. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> and then I would, uh, part of me would be like, That's, "Fuck, it's really cool." Mm-hmm. You know, um, I would, I would be envious. I mean, in, but uh, you know, if someone can, I, I, I'm very. Uh, in awe of the talents that people have that I, I can't do. But here's the thing. So I can play the guitar and I can play it pretty well. I can, I'm not a great singer, but I can play enough songs where people can like sing for me or whatever. Yeah. Um, but for whatever reason, that comes off so much douchier than the guy who sits down at the piano. And I don't know what it is. I'll tell you what it is. Why? Because Wonderwall? more guys decided to learn the piano yeah. as a tool to get laid than tried to learn the I mean, the guitar, rather. Yeah. 
than the piano. That's it. And so it's also become- Also, you have to bring your guitar piano. You can be like, oh, look, it oh, just happened to be what? here. Yeah, right. Where does Baby Grant come from? It's, it's a, exactly. It's, just, <laughs> it's, just, it's the same thing. The guitar has been a little bit, you know, no pun intended, overplayed. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, it's a, little, it's a little more subtle, but literally the same thing. Wells, yeah. what a big goal. Not only do you want to learn the piano, you want to learn every song by heart so that you could be a jukebox. Yes. No, I, no just like, yeah, right? The like, better, like, just give me a book. What do you want? I'm taking requests. I'm taking requests. <laughs> Just like the better part of Billy Joel and Elton John's catalog. Okay, okay. You know, listen, I get the dream. I've had the dream. Yeah. I've, I've every. It's my favorite scene in Groundhog's Day, dude. So we went to a party. Uh, it was Modern Family's like holiday party, mm-hmm. and they had, um, they had paid for like one of the top, um, Broadway musical singer, piano player, composers to be at the party. Like in the morning show. Are you watching the morning show? No, I'm not. I, That's yeah. one of the scenes. Yeah. yeah. So that was we, a great episode. Though. But we go to this party, and so you forget that, like, Sarah was a Broadway kid growing up, right? Right. And Jesse Tyler Ferguson yes. is a Broadway guy. I saw guy. him in Spelling Bee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sarah has as good of a voice as any. Total. So we're at this party and, like, drinking, you know, like, fancy cocktails, and then all of a sudden Jesse's like... We got to go upstairs. She's on the piano. And I was like, I don't know what that means, but okay. So then everyone goes upstairs and all of them are singing Broadway show tunes. And I was like, what fucking world did I walk into? <laughs> like when I, I never amazing. liked karaoke because I can't sing. I especially hate it in LA yeah. because this is not karaoke night. It's open mic audition night. Yo, for yeah, like for sure. Everyone goes up. Do it in Nashville, bro. Uh, That's even worse. Uh, yeah, but like this was so cool, and I was sitting there being like, because they, they ended up playing um, like Aladdin, which I like. I know all those songs, so I was like, I can show you the world. And then I was like, Oh, I'm not good at this. And but I was like, God, th- jump. <laughs> I used to sing "Kiss the Girls" to myself as like an eight year old <laughs> while looking at the clouds and imagining cartoons okay. lived in the clouds. Oh, that's the worst and best New Year's Eve song ever. By the way. Uh, so anti me too, but whatever. Um, but anyway, so I was at that party and I was like, you know, who, we know who's the coolest, the cool, the coolest job here is the chick that's playing all this. She knows all the songs. Yeah. And everyone's just all these fancy people around her singing these songs. I was like, yeah. God, I want that. So, anyways, oh, was that like the best night of your life? No, because I realized that I was a terrible singer. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I think that this was the coolest night. It was very cool. Yeah. To me. That is. Which actually like, I mean, like maybe 18 year old Wells would be like, oh, everyone's singing like musical show tunes. So cool, dude. You know, like, but like 35 year old me was like, whoa. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Yeah. What, what about you? Do you have any? I have a more modest goal. Okay. Uh, I he's want... a shaving make a pile man, so he's always on top of his goals. What did you say? Shavings make a pile. Oh, shaving. Rochelle's trying to mock me. Uh, other than uh, talking slower, so I enunciate my SHs mm-hmm. a little bit better. Not saying again on the podcast and repeating myself. Yeah. I want to, well, read. I want to listen to a book mm. every week. And I thought I I've never read as much as I would like to read. I read every day, but it's more like sports and and yeah. random like like just quick reading blogs or whatever. But I want to read actual books. Uh, I'm not a fast reader. I'm not a good reader. I'm I'm going to find out if I'm actually dyslexic because I'm pretty sure I am. Mm-hmm. The little like tests I've done. 
But Audible, not that they're a, this. I mean, they they, they have sponsor been, my show. So they have been fine. a friend of the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but if you're listening, Audible, I want to like I drive a lot in L.A. I, there's no excuse for me not to not having listened to an one book a week. That's a great goal. Uh, so I will say this: I am dyslexic, super ADD, super ADHD, um, very much a, vi- uh, a visual and uh, audio learner, and no joke, I. And not to like get you your Audible sponsor, but whatever. I listen, no joke, listen to an Audible book every single week. Yeah. Wow. It's so, the easiest thing in the world. That's and the thing, and, and so traffic we- in LA sucks, but also here's the other thing, because you work out like as, as probably as, yeah. you work out more than I do. I, on a run, you know, a nice run. I go on runs and listen to books. It is the because because then you get lost in this world that you're living in, and then you don't even know how much this yeah. sucks. So there's just like so much knowledge I can gain from yep. like not listening to the same local sports talk show that I do. That and it's just like they just literally talk about the same fucking thing over and over. Totally. Uh, Brady's done. No. Yeah. So there's just like no excuse for me not to do that. And so and I you know it's a smart goal. What are yeah. the, smart goal. What is that? Good. What are what are smart goals again? Do we know um, the acronym? Sim, uh, no. Uh, a is obtainable. Um, M is M measurable. Let me look at it. What up, is a smart goal? Think of it. it makes a lot of sense. Look up smart goals. Yeah. Do you know? Have you heard of smart goals? The acronym. No idea. What you're talking it's about. really good, actually. It's a. It's something they like use in like business a lot. Yeah. In terms of Tony Robbins talks about. It's a very Tony Robbins yeah. kind of thing. Uh, but it, it makes actually sense. set goals you can accomplish. Yeah. Like measurable, achievable. Like so, me being the next Billy Joel isn't. Not, I don't know. A, a might not be a smart goal. <laughs> Maybe he just like learned like a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what is a smart goal? Let's gotta, let's let's ask the internet. Smart. Smarkle is a uh, specific S. S for specific. Mm -hmm. So be specific with your goal. Uh, Be Billy Joel. Specific. Specifically be. Want to read a book every week. (laughs) Specific. What else? Rochelle, where did it go? Oh, measurable. Measurable. So like, can you... Can you hold yourself accountable? Like, how do you know that you are achieving this goal? Can Got you it. go back? You know, how are you going to measure your success? Uh, assignable. What do they mean by assignable? I think it's like on Tuesdays, I need to listen to my audible count. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Something you can cross off. Uh, relevant. Interesting. Hmm. Relevant. Relevant. What do they mean by relevant? I mean, there's nothing more relevant than Billy Joel and Elton exactly. John songs right no, now. No, but yeah. I feel like that's not what they mean by no, right. <laughs> like... Yeah, I guess maybe relevant has to do with, like, do you really want to? Is it part of the help? bigger picture? Yeah, what is it gonna? What's it gonna help you with? Like, yeah, what's gonna help you with Wells? Yeah, you know, you're getting late already. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need. It's gonna make me think I'm cool. I guess. I think that's you know relevancy is the that's the, that's where you're not gonna get this goal because you really want to do it to feel cool, but like you f- probably feel cool enough. Yeah. I don't know. I feel I would be more relevant if I could time do this. and time base is important. Where like you can't just have an open end and go like I want to get in shape or I want to become Billy Joel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it, you know, I want. I uh, really if attacked. you want to get in shape, it's like yeah, getting like that's why people have more success if it's getting into shape, getting in shape for a a, a vacation you're gonna go on time base. Uh, yeah. If you're gonna like you have a photo shoot coming up or you know Wisconsin, Wedding. it was like. A wedding, a, uh, yes, a, a trip. You know, your friends are getting married. We're going to take a bunch of pictures. 
I want to get in shape for this yeah. thing. Uh, easier to do because you've set a goal, a deadline. Uh, it's time-based. It's not just so open-ended. Like, I want to get in better shape for 2020. Okay. Well, you have all year. Yeah, you always uh, have tomorrow. Yeah, there's always tomorrow. Uh, I just yeah. had a vision of you playing the piano on the beach in Bachelor in Paradise and everyone singing. So as well. With, like a, <laughs> with a candelabra, yes. you know, and I'm wearing tails, yes. but also bathing trunks. Yeah. Wells has had this vision. Oh, this you don't think I've thought about this? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going? This doesn't just happen, okay? <laughs> Are you going back this year? I don't know. It's like Nick knows as well as I do. It's always like a week beforehand. So like, hey, oh, everything's up for negotiate yeah. negotiations, <sighs> negotiations, negotiations. I just need to slow down. Yeah, you just gotta slow down. You also like. I heard you say that you need to stop saying again. I guess, mm. and. Everyone has crutch words. You just got to embrace it or to be a certain like, extent or just be like me and um, edit your own show and then cut well, out we, everything that you don't we, like. We've about done it. That. See, that's why it's not number eight. Probably everything controversial. We, gone. I'm like, yes, leave it in. We've done that uh, a little bit, but I did. It is true. Uh, I listened to some TED talk. Uh, part of it is like, we'll have callers on the show and I'll say something and then they'll, you know, they'll like, listen, they'll be like, yeah, that's a good point. But let me explain why I'm, why I'm justified for why I think this way. And I, and my response is sure. But again, yeah, you know, but there's a risk when you are communicating with people of coming across as condescending, you repeating yourself, uh, at its core is condescending. Um, I can understand that, but you're also just trying to like drive your point point. Home. Sure. So it's a, it's a smart, it's a small goal. It's mm -hmm. a, just a little nuance. It's uh, yeah, it's attainable. Self improvement is something I I'm always always big on. So, you know, that's that's uh, that's my goals. I wanted to ask you, like, I feel like you draw in a lot of good people in your life, and like good things happen to you, and you have like a very positive energy about you. Is that something you've had to work on, or is it just kind of have you always had that kind of outlook? I don't know. I think I'm. I guess I'm lucky. I don't know. Um, a lot of it comes from um, working in radio for so long and seeing I talk about this a lot but never on air um, when I was doing like morning shows and stuff that was I was interviewing people multiple people every single day right yeah and so a lot of times it was comedians because a lot of musicians don't want to come in on morning shows because their voice isn't ready so I did a lot of comedians a lot of actors a lot of a lot of musicians and then like chefs and stuff. Um, chefs. And I found that there are people who are easy to work with mm -hmm. and there are people who aren't. And people who are super easy and fun to be around and easy to work with, I would always invite them back on my show because inevitably next year comes around and you're, you're booking out talent and everything. And I'd be like, ah, that guy was a fucking asshole. No, I don't care. But he's playing the Ryman tomorrow night. I don't care. Put him on someone else's show. I don't want him on my show. Oh. He was annoying to me. And then someone who was like, you know, playing a small Mercy Lounge, a smaller venue. I'd be like, yeah, book him. He was awesome. He was so much fun. He did that fun video with us. He was easy to be around. Um, let's book him. And so after that, now, now that I've gone from like a, production role of like trying to book out things and like creating a show um and then being on the other side of it i try to remember to always be the guy who wanted to be invited back mm. and 
I, I think that naturally I'm just like that anyways, but I do make a concerted effort of like being like super agreeable and easy to be around. And it goes like, and this is also just not just an entertainment thing. This is such a workplace thing. 100%. Me, like no one ever gets fired because they are like the least liked person in the office. That person gets raises and moves up if they're liked and enjoyed around the office. And to that point, if like, if they fuck up, if you make a mistake, people are way more willing to like saying, you know what, let's, let's find a way to help you out. Yeah. And then the people who are just the pain in the ass in the office are the people who get fired. Mm -hmm. And so when you like look at it in, in that respect of just like being like easy, fun to be around, uh, and I, if you just like kind of put that out into the universe, then it like just comes back at you, I suppose. I don't know, yeah. but that's my thought process and all that kind of stuff. Great answer. I concur with everything you yeah. said. Mm -hmm. What are some things that, uh, I'm, I'm always curious. And since this, I'll flip it around some things that, uh, you're not so good at, maybe that you're insecure about or things that you think, you know, if on a personal level, like if, if Wells Adams looking at the mirror in the mirror. And he goes like, oh, I'm just not, I don't like this about myself. Not great at baseball, you know? That's it? <laughs> That's your big no. self-reflection? Yeah, no, I'm not great at baseball. Don't I wasn't me. the best basketball player. Um, You're 35. You're done playing sports unless it's interview. For sure. I know. But I, isn't it funny though? Like, I still think about that as like the, the athlete in me is like, God, I was, I was a shitty shortstop, man. Um, uh, can I ask you, are you insecure that people don't see you as an athlete? Uh, no, I think, but I maybe, because I know why you're asking that question, because I make a point of talking about how I was an athlete. I mean, especially like you being from Bachelor Nation. Yeah. You can even say this about me. I was a huge jock, but like yeah. compared to Tyler C. and Josh yeah. Murray, like, you know, no one thinks of you as athletic. And I don't mean that in a way, but like, no, I they know. think of you as a, and that's almost a positive. I actually see it as a positive because- that's like low hanging fruit. They see you as smart or funny or yeah. talented, but does it bother you? I know. Uh, I no, it doesn't bother me because I understand. Like I was, I mean, for lack of a better term, like that show is casting characters, and I my the character I was to play was the uh, comic relief, nerdy, f funny guy. I wasn't supposed to be the jock, but but to be but to be I mean, fair, same. I know, but but to be fair, I played collegiate. Ball, like you know, like so. There's a part of me. It's like that, that was a big part of my I life. Say, like I ran collegiate track, and it's like, yeah, I'm good at sports, man. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, look at me. I was good at that. <laughs> uh, but no, like I'm, I'm, okay, I'm totally, I'm uh, totally fine with it. But like you know, if Tyler C wants to like run a race, I'll run. I'll go. Oh, yeah, be a let's do it. Uh, but no. But what are you? What are let's do the that Wells Adams isn't uh, good at. Uh, from a day-to-day -day, at this point in your life thing that you th you would like to get better at? I, I need to be better about deadlines. I need to be better about um, answering emails. It's like, it's like stuff that every, I think everyone has a problem with, you know? It's like the day-to-day minutia of life. It's like getting through it. But I need to be more like accountable for that kind of stuff. And I was gonna need a personalist. Yeah, I'm like, just hire someone. <laughs> yeah, it needs more I, money. <laughs> I would love. No, I also I, I wish I had more money. <laughs> <laughs> How much? Like I, I thought about I could. Oh, my personality for that. I'm bad at all those little things. Paperwork. Oh yeah. God, I can't do it. 
but I, I'm cheap enough that I don't know how much money do I need to make to justify paying someone to be my personal assistant. Cause I am like a grinder and a worker and I grew up like not being able to like, like we didn't afford that stuff. And like, it's hard for me and I'm not the tidiest of person, but it's hard for me to hire someone to come in and, and clean my place. I yeah. started doing that, but I think to myself, fucking clean your own place nick yeah. you're an adult like you only live by yourself you can't carve out 20 minutes to exactly. pick up exactly and that's see that's good upbringing right there yeah uh, but i tell you what when i when i when i drop for the house cleaner boy i feel much better and it's she does a much better job yeah, yeah. and it's like i have a hard time with that and so um i will say this so sarah doesn't have a personal assistant she doesn't no and so like and that's someone who like is uh, you would exponentially to, yes. more you would expect her to yes you would expect that so i, I don't think that we need personal assistance is definitely don't need one yeah but there's that balance <laughs> of like if i could afford it but i do know that i would be more productive and i would be better at managing i i could justify that would make me more successful because where i'm kind of similar i I'm not organized for, i'm not no, or, organization is not a strength if i get organized yeah. it's because i've I have invested a lot of my energy to make sure I'm organized. Yeah. You know, it's hard for me. Um, but I'll but, say working with you, you're not like a hot mess at all. Like you're very dependable. And I appreciate you don't make me do stuff that you can do yourself, which is like very rare. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's something I've had to. I I remember early in my career, I would uh, I would think to myself, I, I my first thought was, I don't I don't know how to do this. Right. That would be a first whatever it was. And I would immediately ask my boss, well, how do I do this? And I realized that started annoying him. And then I kind of got kind of a suggestion by him, which was, well, before you keep asking me, can you figure it out? Like, how much can you do on your own? It's okay if you don't know. And it's also okay to ask, but have you tried to figure this out? And yeah. I, to this day, I try to uh, get better at that. Um, especially with the things like the internet. I mean, there's a YouTube video out there for literally everything. And sometimes I try to just say, well, can I figure this out? Um, well, I'm not organized. I being uh, reliable is yes. something that's important to me. You and I, 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 I very much, I, it's an expectation of mine to myself and for the people I work with. So yeah. uh, I don't, I don't like to expect things from others that I don't expect of myself. Um, but organization is something I struggle with. So uh, having someone to help me, that would be nice. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. As someone who like used to, I was a boss of a lot of people and At they the radio station. Yeah. And, and they would come and be like, How, what would, you know, they ask that question. And I was that jerk of like, did you Google it yet? And yeah, honestly, like to your point, like there is a YouTube video for literally everything. Yeah. There's probably a YouTube video for me to learn the piano. So. Musician, one of our sponsors. Musician. Well, yeah. there you go. There you go. All right. You need to get musician. Wells. Mm -hmm. What's a, the what's the code do I put in? V I A L L. Mm -hmm. All right. Yeah. Gonna use it. Ten percent. Uh, yeah. I mean, it for those of, for those of you listening, you in work, you can go a long way of being someone who everyone loves a, a, an employee who can get shit done. Yeah. And. Uh, you'll get more responsibilities if you can be counted on to figure it out. Yeah. And then if you don't really... So then when you do ask, people are more willing to help you out. When someone gets the impression that you're not trying to figure it out and they're just like coming to you like, I don't know how to do this. Can you show me how? It's like, 
Ugh. And again, I've been as guilty as that in, before. We've all done that thing. Also, don't be a martyr. I don't care how Could bad. You elaborate, because you yeah in the you know in the business sense of like oh my god you don't understand how hard this was and then they go through the entire thing and you're yeah. like yeah but that was the thing everybody's doing this yeah like that's the that's the job I'm so sorry but yeah. like I don't care like yeah. that's don't be the martyr be the person that was like dude it sucked got it done yeah you ought that person fucking raise right now also there's a you know it's don't be in a sense the George Costanza. In a sense, and they're for a lot of, but let me be specific, is uh, if you're giving a lot of rope and you're giving a lot of responsibility and the person you're working for kind of trusts you to figure it out almost to the point where you think that they don't know how to do it, don't overstate what you're doing because they eventually might figure out yeah. what you're doing and how easy it was for them. Yeah, uh, I've had that happen a couple of times where uh, a couple of situations... Uh, there were some tasks and I was counting on this person to do it. And they came back to me and were like, I can do this, but it's going to take me X number of hours. And then they actually asked for uh, more money, more, in essence, more money. Yeah. Um, and they did it and they did it even before uh, we were, we were given some things we need to get, get done. And before we even finished the conversation, they, they asked, and it just felt off to me. And I was kind of already frustrated at this person for kind of similar things. And so they went out of town. And so like, hey, by the way, when I get back, I'll start doing this. And I had free time. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to do this. And they made it seem like this was going to take them months to do. Mm-hmm. It literally took me a Saturday afternoon. Now, yeah. I pulled in some resources. I asked some people uh, how to get it done. And from the, like in that moment, I knew I needed to separate this working relationship because it was like, I don't trust this person because I feel like now they're overstating and making me think that they're working harder than they are. And when you, if you get kind of busted on that, that's a great way for, to, to have someone say, I don't trust you or I don't want to work with you. Uh, because in essence, you're being dishonest about what it's taking you. Or or you're just really inefficient. Yeah. Well, there's only two options in that scenario is you suck at your job or you're a liar. So don't do that. Yeah. Which are all the same thing, by the way. Being inefficient, being sucking at your job are the two of the same things. Yeah. Lying is worse. Yes, that's true. Will you guys wear the New Year's stuff I bought for the game? <laughs> the glasses you got to wear. I don't know. Your head's too big. Well, there yes, you go. I do have an oversized head. We're going to ask some questions. Uh, don't answer them aloud. Let us guess. Okay. Uh, feel free to tell a funny anecdote about your answer. If there is one, don't force it if there's not. Do you know me with Wells Adams, special guest, New Year's Day. Do you just you went into radio voice right there. I like to do that from time to time, uh, and I channel... I'm Wells, Wells Adams. Adams. I'm Wells Adams. That's who of Rebel Radio. Here we go. Yeah. Nick, you look ridiculous. I can't see. I can only imagine. I can't see anything. All right. Uh, question number one. Does Wells know what the J in Donald Day, J. Trump stands for? Does Wells Adam know what the J in Donald J. Trump stands for? Huh. Immediately, I wonder if I know. I Am I supposed to play coy uh, here? For, yeah, play coy. Uh, I'm going to say you don't know. Okay. I'm going to say he does. He listens to a book a week. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> I was a lot of sci-fi. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess sci-fi. James. I'm gonna guess James. No. Oh, uh, do you know what it is, Rochelle? 
Wait, no. am I supposed to go first? Well, How does you this work? You need to Google this. Wait, we both, he guessed that you didn't, I guessed that you did, so now you have to answer. I think it's Joseph. Mine's Joseph. It's John. It's John. Is that what you guessed? So he doesn't know. Uh, right. I'm sorry. One, nothing. No, this is a game just how stupid is Wells. No. No. No, there's only no. one knowledge question. No. Okay. No. Question number two. Has Wells ever had a crush on a friend's sibling? Has Wells Adams ever had a crush on a friend's sibling? Did he want to fuck his best friend's <laughs> sister? I can't take you seriously looking like that. <laughs> also, his glasses are much cooler than mine. I tried to get a variety. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has older brothers. Uh, definitely, it was an older woman. Um, oh, because I, I was gonna go. Yeah, that's smart. It was an older woman. Now he, I gotta think about it. He was a freshman or sophomore, and he like you know his eighteen year old brother came in. It might even have been his older brother's girlfriend. That would count, by the way, because that is a friend. No, a friend's sibling. A friend's sibling. Oh, okay. Not a, a friend's. So like his best friend's sister. Also yeah. still older. Yeah. You think older? It was she was older. Yeah, one hundred percent. It was when he was younger. Okay. Okay, I say yes too. Okay, but can you can you consider a friend being the sibling? Oh. Do you, do you, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. Do you you not were, like say, friends with them and but you also wanted to have Yeah. Because I would say no to how I originally heard it, but my sister, one of her friends, I thought was so hot. So of course. So if if my friend is my sister, her friend, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think that applies. Is, to this I think question. it applies. Okay, so then yes. Did uh, anything happen? She with was it? older. Was she older? Yeah, she was much older. Yeah, yeah. Once you said that, I was because I, I, initially I was like, no, none of like my. When you friend. are a freshman or sophomore yeah. in high school, like any girl who's like three or four years older, yeah, you're just obsessed with for sure. I know I was. Uh, my sister was a senior when I was a sophomore, and like all her friends, I thought were just so hot. I know. Question number two, three. Has Wells Adams gotten food poisoning in the past year? Yes. I mean, with the amount of time he spends in Mexico, hell yes. That was my logic. Mm, no, I have not. Oh, good for you. He's yeah. built up that Mexican immunity. I yeah. guess so, bartending down mm. there. I mean, like, I feel like I feel like um, food poisoning is throwing up. Yes. Yeah. Now, yes, I have explosive diarrhea every day at Playa Escondido. Oh, I thought you meant just in general. Every that's, day. Not, that's not food poisoning. That's, that's not good, po though. That's just way too many tacos, <laughs> by the way. Also, also, I don't think I would admit to explosive diarrhea on, on, the, uh, oh. on a show. So good for you for... I don't care. Yeah. Also what? So in, in Mexico, I don't know if you remember this from Paradise, but they don't want you to flush the toilet paper there oh that's not good. Uh, so maybe that kind of rings a bell so there is a trash can for you to put your toilet paper oh and i don't remember following that rule no, no that I, i'm like i'm like i'm sorry your pipes are just effed you know what because my pipes are effed oh no <laughs> that means your pipes are effed so i never did it but like i remember being like wow this is a thing sorry yeah. continue on no, we love anecdotes. Yeah, there uh, you go. To our, our answers. Does Wells Adam own any Patagonia clothing? Uh, he, yeah, he's such. You're such a Patagonia guy. You, you, yes. I'm gonna say no, just for the funsies of it. 
He's an LA guy. He certainly owned it. I, he, at, 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 in, at yeah. some point, I for sure. I don't think it's in the arsenal right now. No. I know. So you don't have a good winter jacket? Is this current day? Because I kind of answered it. Does it own, yeah, I guess 10. So I currently. won. I got that point. Yeah. So you, none you know now? I don't think I own any Patagonia stuff. Now I know what to get you for Christmas. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Too much money. Those are so expensive. I know. <laughs> Has Wells Adams bought condoms from a convenience store? Yeah. Where else do you buy condoms? Actually, last time I had dinner with Wells, I went to a convenience store after and bought condoms. That's... That is true. I didn't buy them. You didn't. You bought them. That's why you get in relationships is to not wear condoms. Yes, that's very true. <laughs> that's the number one reason. It's like, fine. Sure. Yeah. We'll date. God. Uh, has Wells ever set someone up? Wait, hold on. Did we answer the last one? I haven't. You did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Have I ever set anyone up? Oh, you ever have? Of course you have. Yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry. You answered yes to that. We didn't, but yeah. You would have. Yeah. Some people may be too embarrassed. I don't know. He just talked about explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Yeah. He's not too embarrassed for safe sex. Also, if you go on The Bachelor or The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise, you get such, it's such a rigorous, like, um, STD test. Yeah. That... Everyone that's gone on that show practices very safe sex. We're, we're, here to really? normal, we're here to normalize safe sex. You think everyone that's gone on is very conscientious? I actually don't agree with that statement. But Well, if they weren't conscientious, then they didn't go on the show. Oh. Well, that's not necessarily true. Could you have had something and you, you got could, it cured? You could, you could have, I guess you could have syphilis, gonorrhea, chlamydia. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, Knows them all at the top of his head, huh? Oh, no. So Nick is that guy that did this apparently. <laughs> no, but I I won't name names, but there have been guys yeah. in Bachelor Nation where I've seen them out and I've hung out with them for enough of days in a row and s- seen them take girls home where I even was like, A, as a friend, mm-hmm. you need to chill. Yeah. B, are you wearing condoms when you're doing this? Yeah. And to their answer was like, nah, not really. Wow. And I was like, ugh. Um, rolling the dice. So, yeah. And then they showed up in Mexico. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, indeed, wow. they did. All right. Um, so, there you go. If you can cure it, you can come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, they could come no matter what, I suppose. Yeah. But, um, uh, has Wells ever set someone up? I already read that. Yeah. Has Wells Adams ever set someone up? Yeah. That's basically his job on The Bachelor. That was a bad one to pick. Yes. Well, let's say not excluding bartending. I'm talking about in life. I still say yes. Yeah. I don't know if it was successful, but yeah. I think you attempted to say, I have a friend and you have a friend. Surely I have. I don't know. Oh, but you're not like a setter-upper type. No, I don't know. Oh. I guess, no, I am. I would. I want people to be happy, you know? Mm, I don't know. Have I? Have you ever set people up? I haven't. I think I have. If I'm being honest, I don't think I've... Yeah, I don't think I have. Very selfish of you. Yeah, you're taking everyone for yourself. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. I feel like my friends always were like, fine, at this point in my life, I like... I do have women who ask me, do I have any guy friends? And I, the, the good ones are all taken, and the some other guys I know, I'd be like, you don't want to be set up with them. Yeah. I had done a bunch of Bumble ads, so... Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Was Wells 15 
years old was this is weird was adams uh, 15 years or older when they lost broken out on us guys <laughs> okay all right, all right start again was wells uh older than i have some options let me think about this okay was wells 17 okay or older when he lost his virginity 17 why did you make it so old was wells 15 Okay. Was Wells older or younger than 15 when he's lost Jesus. his virginity? Wait, you 17. mean 17 or older is what you were asked. That makes sense. So either he had it before he was 17 or after. Yes. I was think he, he was 17, which I think is. I think he was younger. Yeah, because he grew up in L.A. If, if things co- happen fast here. I didn't grow up in L.A. I grew up in Monterey. Ugh. Five hours north. Uh, I will say he was exactly 17. Oh, yeah? Okay. Is that where uh, that show is? Yeah, Big Little Liar. Is that accurate? S- I mean, there's not murderers there, but yeah. Oh. I'm going to say uh, he was either 17 or older. I'm saying younger. Yeah, I think I was 16. Yes. I think so, yeah. What about you? I was 17. Yeah, what about you? Uh, like 21. <laughs> <laughs> she had to sign a contract. Yeah. I didn't think I was going to kiss anyone until I was married. Wow, uh, really? It took me a while. So, Is that it? That's a game? That's a game. We ended with losing my virginity. I guess you're kind of as basic as we are. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty basic. I just dress cool, with, like leather and stuff to make me seem edgy, but I'm not. I mean, you have a look. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I like the way you dress. <laughs> oh, thanks, Nick. Like uh, Wells, any final thoughts to kick off 2020 for those listening? Man, it's a new. It's not even like a new year, new me. It's a new decade, new me. So love that. It's a new decade, people. New it's, decade, who dis? I know. 2020. It, fuck. I saw like a meme the other day, and it was like 2000 was 20 years ago, but also 1990 was 20 years ago. How is that possible? Like, right? Like, don't you feel that way? That like, yeah. Yeah. You know, the I, 90s I, will always be 20 years. Yeah, ago. it was like yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. Which is just crazy to me. Like, we're almost that point where like music is going to get cyclical, like where you're going to be like, this is a 90s ripoff, right. you know? Yeah. And well, I mean, movies have gotten cycl- cyclical. For sure. Uh, you know, like Friends. Friends is, yeah. You know, think about Friends or Seinfeld. Yeah, no, and like, and uh, that's going to, someone's going to make a multicam show like Friends or Seinfeld that like everyone's going to fall in love with. So anyways, I, I don't know where I'm going with this other than I'm excited to see like what, in this next decade, like what comes back that like I totally remember because everything's an iteration of self, right? Like, so like Friends or or Seinfeld was an iteration of Cheers, right? Or uh, or Three's Company. So like, and but I don't really remember that. I wasn't old enough to like appreciate it. So that's going to happen again. And I, I'm just excited for that. I don't really know what I'm going with. I drank a lot of this Chandon. It was <laughs> you delicious. Really, you really did. <laughs> um, well, hey, everyone. Uh, thank you as always for listening. Thanks for, uh, following along to this show throughout 2019. Uh, and we hope to bring you bigger and better things in 2020. Um, we do appreciate you listening. Uh, happy new year to everyone listening. I hope you have a great day. Drink a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you are hungover, uh, then give us five stars. Yeah. And may you have a very wonderful kickoff to your new year. Yeah. Wells, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, man. It has been lovely. Good to see you, bud. We will see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Bye.